Have you ever had that experience where you just didn't want to feel your feelings? And so you Netflix, you blankied, you M&Ms, you drank, smoke, porn, sex, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. You did it, whatever you needed to do to avoid feeling the feeling. Whether it's, and I'm air quoting, a positive feeling or a negative feeling. And that's what we're talking about today. The 10 emotions of business growth. And really, your, your business will grow to the level that you grow, period. And there will be moments where you cap yourself, that you hit a ceiling, a financial ceiling, an exposure ceiling, a visibility ceiling. And in, if you are unaware of this is happening, oh my God, you're totally going to sabotage yourself. So we're going to look at that another day about self-sabotage with success. I'm going to share my personal story as well, how I almost totally screwed up a million dollar business. Jesus. Today, though, I want to share with you what the 10 emotions of business growth slash personal growth, what's at least 10 emotions to learn to experience. And really, is personal growth the, the same as business growth? I want to I want to offer that these are very similar. These 10 emotions that I'm going to be sharing with you and this is after working with literally hundreds of clients over the last 9 years in my coaching business and then decades as an entrepreneur and a sales trainer and as a clinician, as a clinical social worker, as a therapist and really understanding human behavior dynamics and where people get themselves stuck or where they get themselves in avoidance. And is it the same personal growth, business growth? You know, you're here listening to Lead a Life Uncommon, where we're talking about you leading a life uncommon that your business will allow for. And in order for you to do that, you have to be uncommon. You have to learn the skill of feeling feelings that are uncomfortable so that you can prove to yourself you can handle it. This is one of the biggest They want to change things. They want to avoid things. They want to start something new. They want to call it something different. They want to change their offer, change their program, change their niche, change their pricing, even if they have success. Even if they have success. And it all comes down to your vigilance and awareness of how you think, how you're feeling, what your behaviors are, so that you can actually look at your results and determine like, how the hell did this happen? How in the hell did this result happen? And then you can reverse engineer something. So if you have a result that you want or a goal that you want to accomplish, how can you reverse engineer this? Again, remember, as a cognitive behaviorist, I use the tool, the results formula. So we can look at personal growth as what the current situation you might be in and your thought around personal growth, this is the truth, that many of you therapists and many a coach thinks that their personal growth is outside of their business development, outside of it. Many times we think, the, us therapists think, oh, I've already done therapy. I don't really need to continue to work on my emotional state. However, as we've talked about before, your business gives you the opportunity of a lifetime to be able to 
fully evolve. Like there's nowhere else. Well, I don't want to say nowhere else because I don't want to be all or nothing black or white thinking or commenting. You know, there's really, there's not a lot of opportunities that we're given in life where we can evolve and it be to our benefit in multiple areas. Of course, business growth allows you to live up to your potential, put out your purpose, make money, change the world, change lives, etc. while you are doing that for yourself. Because if you want to have a business that is profitable, sustainable, and grows, you have to grow. Because what gets you to your first hundred grand is not going to be the same woman as the woman that's going to take you to 200 or a million. Because you have to learn new things all along the way. You know, in the beginning, you're kind of busy, you're kind of you're doing your thing and trying to find people and you're, you're really, you know, you're like in the I'm trying phase. Instead of like, I'm doing this, I'm going to make this work. Then you start making some money. Then you're like a little more committed, right? Then you get to $100,000 and you're like, oh, that was challenging. And then you start recognizing, God, it's actually easier to make money after I hit a hundred grand. Like that beginning growth state is challenging. Then you get up to about a quarter million dollars and then you go through this new phase. And that's beautiful. And that's the way it should be. You're growing. And then your personal growth. And as you grow and grow and grow and you grow a team, you hire people, you need to personally grow in order to maximize and master that. And that takes, you know, sometimes people will say to me, here's an example, and then I'll get to the 10 emotions. Sometimes people are like, I don't want a big business. I don't want to. And I'm like, why? Why not? Oh, that seems like so much work. And what they're forgetting is the personal growth along the way to get to that point. Like by the time you get to wanting to hire your first one, two, five, 10, whatever, 50 people, you're going to have to ha personally develop your skill set. So maybe today you're thinking, Mary, I don't want a big team of 20 people. Okay. Well, let's not think about a problem that doesn't exist anymore. Let's think about the problem right in front of you. I'm going to offer that you're thinking about a problem that doesn't exist is actually a problem. It's a distraction from you focusing and feeling the feelings around whatever is happening right now. So being the person, being the woman who's willing to do the work around feeling the feelings. And again, this is all about mindset, which really is just a compilation of your thinking, your conditioning, and your belief systems. And all of those beliefs are buried in unconscious. That's why we talk about what are the results that you have. Those results are the window into your thinking, your beliefs, your emotional state. So you can see whether or not you're just dragging around uh, an old story or not, or that you're sitting with the feeling. Look, most of us don't want to sit with a bad feeling because we've never been taught how. We've never really ex thought about that. And we might know this on a, like a, a high level, right? Like a logical intellectual level, like an emotion is truly a vibrational feeling, a sensation in our human body that we can live through. I want you to think about it right now. If you've had that moment of discomfort, of worry, of anxiety, of fear of rejection, of fear of judgment. You, you probably can feel that in a certain place in your body. 
And what happens frequently is that we don't want to feel it. And so we will distract or we don't want people that we love to feel it. So we will distract them. Little Bobby fell down to scrape his knee. Here's an ice cream cone. Little Susie, she, you know, her boyfriend dumped her. Let's go buy some shoes. So, and of course, it's natural for people who love us to want to temper that emotion. However, to be quite candid, it's not really served us well. As a recovering drinker myself over 18 years sober, one of the things that I would do if I was experiencing discomfort in an emotional state is I would drink because then the, the, the fun side of me could come out, which is really, of course, not fun because then you have to deal with the fallout. It's no different than overeating, right? Then you might eat to feel better in the moment when in reality, it doesn't feel good after. So with the business development piece, it may be that you do not show up. You don't actually launch your business multiple times. So you can perfect it. Maybe you don't write a Facebook ad. Maybe you don't do a speaking gig um, because you fear rejection. Maybe I'm not going to say it right. Maybe people are going to laugh at me. Maybe I don't know as much as I think. Maybe I have imposter syndrome. Maybe somebody else knows, <coughs> excuse me, more than I do. And so you don't do those things. But then on the back end of that, you feel like shit because you didn't do that thing. So the, the, thing, the question becomes, are you willing to feel the feeling until it dissipates without distracting yourself from feeling it? Now, my friends, this also goes to celebratory feelings, excited feelings. Maybe you're the kind of person who jumps up and down when something great's happened and somewhere in your life, somebody's like, settle down. Don't be so excited. You're so hyper. Does that sound like I'm speaking from example? Yes, I certainly am. I still remember. I, and literally, I just had this conversation with my own private coach, you guys. So I'm sharing this because I, I had it recently come up and then my clients this week have had it come up. And I just want to just offer to you is that sometimes we don't even celebrate the good stuff because we've been indoctrinated not to celebrate the good stuff, not to brag on ourselves, not to high five ourselves, not to pat ourselves on the back. And it's like the dumbest things when I think about this, it's like, you know, um, my, my stepfather, I remember I was like a grown ass woman. I was over 40. I had a kid happily married and I cooked a roast beef dinner. And I sat at that table. Oh my, and my God, this roast beef tastes really good. And I got the look, I got the shit. eye look, do you, have you ever had that? Who's feeling me here, right? If you've had that direct message me on Instagram and say, Oh my God, I had that. I know that look, my, that parent look, or maybe you've had friends current day that you can say something like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. You're never going to believe what happened. I sold my first, this, I sold my hundredth, this I've sold my hundredth client at 10 grand. I hit a million dollars and they're looking at you like who in the hell do you think you are? And so we hide also the good stuff. I want to be the place where you can relish with joy in the good. You know, I'm building a community 
the upcoming therapist who coach mastermind. If you're listening to this in real time, go to marybicknell.com slash call with Mary and let's start your interviewing process to see whether you would be a fit. Part of this is building the community of go-getters, of like-minded, supportive women who are going to high-five you, who are going to press you, who are going to support you going for it, my friends. You need to have that. Because in our normal lives, most people don't get it. Get what it's like to be an entrepreneur. Get what it's like to transition from therapist to coach. Get what it's like to want to make money. All the things. And then that triggers you. It triggers you to think like, oh, I shouldn't be celebrating making a lot of money. People are going to think I'm greedy. You know, the more money you make, it's just a representation of your own growth. Let me give you an example today and then I'll get to the emotions like I said, but I've just had so many good things that happen. So one of my clients is move is in, is moving through the process of increasing her rates. So she has numerous clients. We've been working together not very long, a few short weeks, and she's already signed three clients as another sales call. And she's, she's in the process of right, recognizing like, oh, I think I'm holding myself back from my own increasing rate. And so she's been working through thinking about that, thinking about like, what does this even mean to want to increase my rates? And so a lot of money mindset is the work I do with people, because if you're, you're carrying around your historical money mindset, or you're like, women shouldn't make the money in the house, or who do you think you are, or you better be careful not to get too big for your britches and make a lot of money. Like all of these things, my friends, they're going to hold you back from being able to one market and B, have a sales conversation where you can ask questions to see whether you and your potential client are even a fit. Those are really critical factors. So let me give you some of the examples of the emotions of the 10 emotions that I've recognized with clients, with their personal growth and their business growth. Number one is discomfort of anything. Discomfort, showing up, not hiding, actually speaking their brilliance, discomfort being their real deal self. This will be one of the main things that we work on inside of our mastermind amongst strategy and launching and making money and sales calls and all the things. But it's really like, are you willing to be the real deal you? I want to offer to you that you being the real deal you and deciding to hold that boundary for yourself and attracting clients who see you, see you, my friends, see the real deal you. That is a different experience of client work. When you're the real person, the real um, visionary, you're sharing your, your wisdom, your knowledge, your tools, your help. And then a client raises their hand and says, yes, I want to work with you. Oh my God, that is a moment that you'll remember forever. That is much different than you showing up, saying what you think you should say. This is what I think I should say. This is the way I should be. Let me be all buttoned up and professional. Even if you're quirky, even if you're funny, even if you say shit. Being the real you is what your clients want. And guess what? There's more than enough clients out there in the world that you will have the business that you've always dreamed of. Think about this logically. 
Think about this. Is could it could it be? Let's just say could it be? Could it be true that you there are more than enough clients out there in the world that would be attracted to you and your quirky funniness, your directness, your badassery to have the business that you've always wanted? I'm going to offer to you, yes, there is. So the number one is discomfort, discomfort showing up and being real. Number two is fear of judgment. You know, discomfort, being real, just being that in your own skin, because you may not be like that as a therapist. You may not be like that as the daughter, the wife, the best friend who, who bites her lip all the time. So the next is fear of judgment. How many times in your life have you worried about other people judging you? Here's the truth. People are already judging you. People are already judging you. Do you want to be judged on the facade that you're trying to put out there? Or do you want to be judged on the real fucking you? Number three, pride. Are you, are you feeling prideful? Are you feeling proud of yourself? Do you give yourself the pat on the back? Can you literally feel the motion of pride? being proud of you. You know, that hit me the other day. One of my coaches um, really worked on that with me. And, and because I recognize, you know, I never really celebrated a million dollar business. Like really, cause I don't, I didn't know what that was. Cause you know, I was sharing my story where it's like, you got to hide how you're feeling and you don't, you know, you don't brag, you don't pat yourself on the back. So she offered this and I want to offer this to you. I want you to think about somebody very close to you that you really are proud of right now, I want you to think about that person. I'm sure they bring a smile to your face and they just light you up. You know, I thought about River, my daughter River, who's 16. And, and I'm just so proud of her. I was like sharing the time when she and I went to Europe and she speaks, she's taken four years of, of, um, French and she just led. I, I didn't speak a damn word. I was quiet. I didn't speak English. I, I just nodded at people and I let her take over. I was so proud of her. I was able to see her growth and her confidence and her leadership. And oh my God, I was just beaming. And so my coach said to me, when have you felt like that about yourself, Mary? Oh, oh God, I cried. Oh my God. I said, you know, river's a ray of sunshine. And, and she asked me, well, do you see yourself as a ray of sunshine? Can you feel proud of yourself? And I thought, oh my God, this coaching shit is good. And it's challenging. I want to challenge you today. And when we work together, my job is to support you in your growth and challenge you. Number four is worry. Are you overly worried? Worry comes from just like overthinking all the negative possibilities. <laughs> Most of which will never come true in a lifetime. So when you have that moment where you're worried, I don't know if this is going to work out. I don't know if I'm going to fail. I don't know all the things. What do you say to yourself? Do you just calmly, gently, lovingly say to yourself a term of endearment? Like, honey, it's going to be okay. There's this worrying. This is your overthinking. This is your brain overthinking. So let's, let's put a pin in that thought and move forward. Or here's another one that you could use. Please borrow this. Worrying about something. People are going to think this. People are going to do that. Like, is that even true? Is that even like a true thing? Your brain is tricky. It's going to try and get you all thinking that you're doing something by worrying. 
You know, a lot of times clients say to me like, oh my God, I'm working all the time. And I'm like, really? Let's concretely put that on the calendar. Let me see quantitatively how much you're actually working versus how much you're thinking about your business or worrying about your business. Is this launch going to work? Am I going to be able to find clients with this new increase in rate? I wanted to have 20 people in my group program, Mary. I am worried I'm not going to have that many. Number five is frustration. Are you tolerant to frustration? Are you able to tolerate that? What do you do when you get frustrated? And I'm not talking about breaking a state here, like the emotional state, like avoidance. I'm talking about what do you do with yourself? What do you think to yourself in this moment of frustration? Can you honor that? Or is it just you really spinning out over actually things that you're manufacturing? I'm so frustrated. This is what I mean. really, is it not working out? Or is it just that you're learning to do something new? There's a big difference between I'm really frustrated because this isn't working as opposed to, well, I'm feeling frustrated because I'm learning something new and it's actually taking me longer to learn this than I thought it was going to. Totally different. Number six, enthusiasm. Do you allow yourself to be enthusiastic? You can hear it in my voice. I know. Like I am, I am sold, my friends, on your, your opportunities to coach to have a coaching business that will give you as much money as you want, to give you all the potential clients in the world that you possibly could ever want to work with. So why not focus on only working with your best perfect ideal client? Are you enthusiastic? Do you believe in it? Or are you rigid? Are you thinking you need to be a certain way when you're showing up? And that your enthusiasm your excitement, your delight. Do you allow that for yourself? Number seven, conviction. You hear the conviction. You can hear it. You can hear it. I'm snapping my finger like, bam, I am. I have conviction. Number one, that I know how to help you, period. End of story. I 100% am all in, guaranteed transformation, business growth, personal growth. Like I am, I have such conviction in my own ability to help you. I also have such conviction in you being able to have everything that you want. Zero doubts in you. And when I say you, I'm speaking to you, my best ideal client. Number eight, determination. Are you determined to make your dreams a reality? Or are you just going to give up? I believe that failure is actually giving up as opposed to I'm determined to figure this out. Look, I have had this online business well before all the vid and all the stuff, nine years. Look, I was determined to figure this out and make this shit work. I'm on my next big goal and I'm determined. I'm con I have conviction it will work. Zero doubts. Do I have to walk the path? Sure. Number nine is commitment. I have commitment. Do you have commitment or is it fly by night? Do you give up at the first problem, the first level of frustration, the first moment of worry? 
And number 10 is, do you live your life, my friends, with the emotion of expectancy that you expect it will work out to your benefit with expectancy for your clients that it will work out for their benefit? Are you in that expecting life to give to you when you're doing your growth, your development, your part? Expectancy. Very different than entitlement. I'm entitled to it. I do. I deserve it cause. No, not that. Like I expect when you go through and have that emotional the thought of, I expect that it's going to work out. I'm so looking forward to it. You can hear it in the inflection in my voice. I can feel it in my chest. Ah, expansion. Arms opened. And so what happens is my brain gets busy. Oh, you expect that it's going to work out? Like, let's make it work out. It is working behind the scenes on figuring stuff out on opening my eyes to help me see opportunities that I may not be able to see if I am shut down and not living with expectancy, living with commitment, determination, conviction, and enthusiasm. Those emotional states, when you live in them and you feel them, you can create them by your thinking. And those thoughts create those feelings and those feelings create different behaviors. And that's when people are like, oh my God, this opportunity was just like right around. I like one of my clients the other day, she said when she really embodied this, she was just like, oh my God, I just totally remember that my neighbor across the street is in charge of a woman's business networking group that I could go speak at. And I was like, isn't that interesting? When you opened yourself up to being convicted, determined you were going to make, you're making this work, like perceived opportunities came out of nowhere. No, it was your brain is going to get to work to make it a reality. So my friends, oh my gosh, coaches, therapists who are coaching and want to coach, here's to you in a beautiful, beautiful, amazing day. And here's to you living and doing the work of living through these 10 emotional states for your personal growth, your business growth. Look, if this has meant something to you today, I'm going to ask you to pop over to Apple and spend 39 seconds, I believe that's like how long it takes, to give a review. What stood out to you? Where is this making an impact on you? And if you are ready to be in a community of women that are going for it, that are doing things, and that you can have a community where you can be the real deal you as you are growing, and you want to go and you want to be at the point where you're making $15,000. This is kind of our bar. $15,000 a month, learning how to do it in a week, learning how to do it in a day. And then, of course, more. That's just the beginning. Why that number 15,000? You went 15,180 grand. That's a, that, that can change your life a little bit, right? When you learn how to have a $15,000 a month, of course, you can have a $15,000 day. Imagine having multiple $15,000 days. These are the things we're going to be doing in the Therapist Who Coach Mastermind. Maybe more importantly than the money is who you become along the way to reach that money goal. Who you evolve into. 
That's the beautiful work. So if that is something that you are ready to have a conversation, it may or may not be for you. It's totally fine. Let's have a conversation and see if this is a fit. MaryBicknell.com slash call with Mary. And until next time, here's to you. Go be bold. Be brave. Be outgoing. Be a leader. Decide today that you are going to lead a life uncommon. Bye now.